0: Amen. I know by now that you know that the title of my message today is Change, I Must. We are so glad for the worship songs today was so in line with the message. We started off to rejoice. And this is how also in my text today, Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14, in the very first verse of Uh, Philippians chapter 3, Paul for the first time after uh, exalting the church in Philippi, Rejoice! 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 And in chapter 3 verse 1, he transits to another level. And he began to say, Rejoice in the Lord. That means the spear, the ram of where true joy resides is not within ourselves. It's not with our family. It's not within what we possess. It's not even within what we do. But it is in the realm where Christ dwells. So the more we begin to draw close to the Lord, the more we begin to know the Lord, we are going to enter into the realm of joy, regardless of what is happening all around us or even to us. And then we have the second song, it's a happy day. We all, we all love happy days. We all wish every day was a happy day, a blessed day. But we realize that it doesn't happen like that in real life. But it can be a happy day for God when God looks into our lives. Many times, we are always thinking just about us being happy, about us being blessed, about us being well. But have we ever thought, how can I make God happy? How can I put a smile in the eyes of my Lord Jesus? How can I please the Holy Spirit? That is even more important. And then we go to the, the other song. I think the final song about refiner's fire and the fresh wind of the Spirit, that is how we can make God happy. When we begin to allow the Spirit of God to do that daily sanitizing, that daily purifying of our house, we know the Holy Spirit's work is to clean house. The moment you and I surrendered our lives and the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, He has not stopped cleaning. He is a 24-7 cleaning service. He purifies us and we know it is very, very uncomfortable. So today, even as we begin to remember the theme of this year is brief, today we want to, as even as the song so rightly begin to exalt us. Let the fresh wind of the Spirit of God begin to breathe into our lives. You know, when you, you, you sang that song, it is a very dangerous song to sing. When you ask God to breathe, when you say, Holy Spirit, I surrender to you, you are praying, you are singing a very dangerous song to the Lord. And the Word of God, Every time we are confronted by the Word of God, it is so dangerous. Because we cannot encounter God. We cannot encounter our Lord and the Spirit without being forced, without being compelled to do something about ourselves. That is why we say that when God's Spirit began to breathe into us the first time when we accepted the Lord, what happens? Change and transformation happen in our lives Look at the life of Zacchaeus He was not intending to follow Jesus Inviting Jesus He only heard about Jesus He was just curious about this man That everybody was following He heard about the miracles He heard about the words that he spoke That no one else has spoken He heard about this Jesus Who accepted anyone and everyone And so when Jesus passed by his town, because he was a short man, he climbed up the tree. And he never realized, because he took that effort to climb up a tree, that Jesus saw him, that there was something in him that God can change. He was open to God. And so when Jesus called him, and ask him to come down. Today, I must go to your house and have a meal with you. Something broke in his life. When Jesus breathed into him, he says, I know your life. I know your past. I know your failure. I know your rebellion. I know your perversion. But yet, I see something in you. I see something in you that others don't see. Praise God that Jesus sees something in each one of us. Because sometimes we don't see anything good in our lives. Me, for example, with what of my past, I can't even see anything that I can bring to God. But Jesus sees something in each one of us. Just that small mustard seed of faith to come to Him. And Jesus will grab that opportunity and begin to change and to transform our lives. So, I will continue to repeat what I say. It is dangerous when we run after Jesus. It is dangerous when we come to Jesus. It is dangerous when we open the word of the Bible and begin to read and say, Lord, speak to me. Lord, I will obey you. Lord, I will trust you. Because God is going to shake everything that we know about ourselves. Change our reality of what is right, what is wrong, what is sinful and what is godly, what is pure and what is unholy. Paul, when he spoke to the church in Philippi at this point Paul was comparing his own former life Paul was saying I know I should boast of myself because before I came to know Jesus I was circumcised on the eighth day the Jewish people were very proud of that to show that they are true Jews following the Old Testament law that I am a Belong to the people of Israel Because they have seen God move Even in the Old Testament How God brought the people out of Egypt He was so proud that Abraham is his descendant He says, I am a Hebrew of Hebrews In terms of the law That means he followed to the law Right up to the letter He says he was a persecutor of the church He was so proud thinking that he was serving God when he persecuted the church. And he's saying in terms of righteousness, doing right before God, he says, I'm blameless. But all his boasting, all his pride, all his religious spirit was defeated and broken and melted when he encountered the true God, the holy God, the righteous God. The moment Jesus called on his name, something happened in his spirit. The moment Jesus called you and me, something must change in our lives. We get out of the throne of our own lives and we ask Jesus to take over the throne of our lives. We cannot have, we cannot sit beside Jesus and say, We share, share. We can together be co leader, co lord. Cannot. It's either Jesus is on the throne of our hearts and then we bow down to Jesus or we can be on the throne and Jesus will not enter into our lives. There's no two ways. There's no one leg in and one leg out. No. It's either totally in or totally out. At this point, Paul realized also in Philippi chapter 3 all that I thought that I gained, all the knowledge of the Word of God, the Old Testament, I thought I was brilliant. I thought I was serving God. I thought I was holy and blameless and religious until he discovered that I, caused, I, I see all these things as lost. It's worth nothing compared to the knowledge of knowing Jesus because He only is the way, the truth. And the life. And then we come to this verse today. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here, we have something so radical, so earth-shaking. I hope that in your home, home right now, where you are in the hall right now, God is going to shake you and shake me where I am. Because God is saying, something to you and to me it says that I do not consider myself as having laid hold of it yet but one thing I do today I just want you to bring home one thing that the Holy Spirit wants to remind you what is that one thing it is to forget what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul was telling the church in Philippi, if you are in Christ, if the Holy Spirit is the purifier, the refiner in your life, you are going to constantly Be changing and transforming and what is the goal to conform to become like the glorious image of his son Jesus and that is the price that Paul was telling the church in Philippi and to you and me God is not finished with us and God will never be finished with us we are not finished products yet just because we invited Jesus into our lives. When Jesus came into Zacchaeus' house and he invited all his tax collector's friends, he showed that there is a change on that same day. He gave half of his wealth to the poor. And that is a very hard thing for a rich man to do. Half. He was a very rich man. And he, although he cheated, he Paid them back four times, if I'm not mistaken. Four times. He says, if I've cheated any one of you, can you imagine the long queue that will be outside his house? You know, There will be no SOPs. Everybody will be climbing up and says, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me. And he's willing to do that. Why? Because something, the God of change, the God of transformation, has entered not just his house, but his own life. And that's why when the Holy Spirit is breathing, is working in your life and my life, we don't stop growing. We don't stop becoming like Jesus Christ. It never ends in this life. It will carry on and on until our last breath. Change happens to all. Change will come. Even in the normal life that you and I live here, we see so many changes happening in our world. The pandemic has changed the way we look at health, cleanliness we are becoming more hygiene people you know sanitizing here, using the mask. those days we seldom use the mask except if you are a doctor or your nurse, but now we are expert at wearing the mask. Those days we are not so concerned today, every time you go into a car, people will spray. Sanitizer. Sanitize your hand, sanitize your hand, wash your hand, wash your hand. Things have changed. Things will always change in this world. And that's the same thing in the spirit world. You and I must never remain the same. What Paul is telling the church in Philippi and to you and I today is that we need to move forward in our Christian faith. Just as in the normal realm, babies become children, children become teenagers, and youth, and young adult, and adult, and senior adult. There is a progress, there is a stage, even in nature, we see seasons. Even in the spirit realm, we cannot remain like a child. And that is why the Holy Spirit will begin to purify us get rid of this bad habits the wrong thinking the wrong behavior the wrong attitude and even the wrong relationships that we are involved in what paul is telling the church in philippi stop relying on your past achievement on your past deeds or even Dwelling on your sins and failures. Sometimes we are stunk. We can't change because we are always proud and boasting about what we have done in the past. But it is already in the past. Today is today. Same thing for us who are always depressed, who are always discouraged because of our failure in the past. All of us have made mistakes. All of us have sinned. But if we keep on dwelling on the past, we will never grow. We will never be like Christ. We will never make the impact that God wants to make in our lives. So Jesus wants to breathe today into each of our lives the truth that we must, we must even right now, I believe the Spirit of God is beginning to talk about a change in your life that He's doing in your life. It is not up to us to resist what God wants to do In our lives you know this year the last two years when the pandemic happened when there were so many unexpected sudden change in our lifestyle change in our schedule change in the way we do church change in the way we work change in the way we do ministry we had more people coming to our GT counseling ministry people who couldn't cope with the change, couldn't cope with the isolation, couldn't cope with not meeting with people, couldn't cope with a new way of even connecting with people. But we thank God that as a church, we learn how to adapt, we learn how to change rather than being angry, being upset and being stubborn and say, I don't want, I reject, Because either we fall back or miss out on the things that God wants us to do or we ride just like a surfer, ride on the waves of change, the wind of change that God is bringing into our lives. Brother George and Mona, even in their evergreen ministry, we are always so encouraged to see the senior adults meeting on Zoom with their phones Many of them don't have laptops or even desktop, just on phones and they choose to meet. They learn how to be on Zoom. This is how we embrace change in our lives. We embrace the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is doing something deep in our lives. We know that change happens to all and change will come and always one of the things that you and I will learn from this pandemic and from the things that happen in our lives, that we must always expect the unexpected. Always expect the unexpected. Even if there is no rain, you bring your umbrella. Because rain may come. And now for what happened recently I believe many people now Will buy buy flood insurance For their cars For their homes Because they realise My car is not covered by flood We have to expect the unexpected In Ecclesiastes it says that There is an appointed time for everything A time for every event under heaven A time to be born and a time to die. Only one thing never changes, And that is God. He is changeless. He is unchanging. He is immutable in theological terms. That means God never changed. His word never changed. His promise never changed. His character never changed. But for you and I, God has created us to experience growth and change and transformation in our lives. Winston Churchill says, to improve is to change. To be perfect is to change often. The only constant thing in life is change. Yesterday was a very busy day for me in the ministry on that same day i conducted a funeral for a member father age of 89. in the same evening i attended a birthday celebration of a husband and a wife her wife was 70 the, the wife was 66. next to our table in this restaurant the another couple was celebrating the wife's birthday and he says tomorrow i believe it's going to be our 50th wedding anniversary. At the same time, another member began to share a video of they, the whole family surrounding their mom in hospital because she was not doing so well. Either she was having a visitation from the angels and from the Lord or she was still struggling with her cancer treatment. You see, in life, things can just change in a second, change in a minute, change in an hour. When you and I are rooted and grounded in the Lord, when you and I allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives, I can tell you, I can assure you, we will not be afraid of change. Because we know that in every moment of change, Jesus is with us. Can we say an amen to that? Jesus walks through with us in every moment of the change. Rather than resisting the change, we can accept that change must come. Even right now where you are sitting, do you know that you are half an hour older than you were when you first came in? Do you know that your human skin is changing and dropping off and new skin is coming and your cells are growing? Do you know some of our hair are turning white since we came into the room here? Even in the hall here, some are losing hair. Some of us are growing older because change happens. So if we have the person of God in our lives, we can Embrace change. Do you know change? What change is? Change is growing up time. I always believe, even as seniors, I know last year I joined the Seniors Club. Uh, I've uh, belonged to the Senior Club since last year. We always say that I'm, I'm growing old. Change the way even you think about age. We can say, I'm growing up. I'm growing in the Lord. Last year was a season of change for me and my wife and our family. We had to move house after 10 years of staying in one location. And not only that, we were asked to leave the house in five days. And then we had to move into a new area, the new change. Wow, and this year itself, We had to go through many, many hospitals and medical tests for my skin, even for my eyes, even for my cholesterol, even for my pressure. This is the first time that I've gone through so many things. But are we shaken? Are we afraid? Do we still want to maintain? I know for us men here, I know for most men, we are guilty of not wanting to go to hospital for our checkups. If you are a man here, say, Yes, that is me. Or the wife will say, Yes, so true about my husband. Because the wives are very good in going to the hospitals, you know, going for their checkups, their annual checkups. But man says, No, I'm macho, I'm strong. You know, nothing will happen to me. But I cannot say that about myself. I can say that for many years. Working in the church, I've not taken medical leave. But this could change this year. This could change this year. Will I be angry with God? Will I be upset Upset with God? Will I say because I'm not eating well or not? No. It's because of I'm just, it's just part and parcel of living in this world. Through the pandemic, I've developed a pot belly. And this Week itself, I was discussing with my wife. I think we need to change something in our diet. So that this mountain will be removed. We can claim scripture, it says this mountain will be removed. So is there any area in your life, you say that if you keep on ignoring your pot belly, like myself, it will never go off. You have to change something. Even if everything else don't change. People inviting you to eat never change because we are Malaysians. But what can change is what you eat. Another change in my life this year will be to be more diligent to sit at the feet of Jesus and begin to hear and to be more sensitive to what God is speaking to my life. Sometimes in the work of the ministry, We get so busy. You know, we are involved in so many people's lives and ministry and then we forget about the crucial thing sometimes to just come aside and to just be refreshed by God, be restored by the Lord. So change is growing time. Change is character-building time. Sometimes it is the smallest decisions that can change your life forever. If you and I are losing friends in our circle, in our group, it could be because there's something wrong with the way we talk to people, the way we treat people. If your relationship, there's some strain in your relationship rather than just pointing the finger at others can we just point back the other three fingers at us and say Lord Holy Spirit is it because of me that people avoid me when they see me coming this way they will turn and go the other way I know sometimes we may be guilty of having a sandpaper tongue that means we always rub people we are harsh with our words we are harsh sometimes they say even our look can kill people. If we can be convicted of murder, some people's eyes can kill people. With the way they are angry with people, the way they are upset with people, with the way they judge people. And I have to be very careful too. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Husbands to wives, parents to children, and children to parents. This is where we need to be very careful with the way we speak to the people that God has given to our families, given to our close friends, it is sad. You know what makes God sad is when you and I misbehave. Instead of being a testimony, instead of being an encourager, instead of being a builder of others, we begin to tear people down, and begin to condemn people, and question people, and begin to shoot people down, attack them personally. That will sadden the heart of God. We talk about a song, Happy Day. Do we want to please God? That is so important. One of the most difficult changes that happens in our lives is the loss of a loved one. We know that it shakes our world. We begin to question our beliefs. We begin even to question our identity. Why, Lord? The question will come, why, Lord? What did I do? Many, the first thing for us is, did I do something, Lord? Did I sin against you? That you took my precious loved one. But if we know that the Word of God says there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, we will have to accept that this is people, that the close people that we have in our life does not belong to us. It belongs to God. And we can just thank God that God has given this loved one to us for a season, whether it's 40, 50, 60 or 70 years, or even as a child, if they go home to the Lord, we must be able to thank God and say, Lord, this is a season of dramatic change and transformation. I have to trust you. That you know what you're doing. The other change that happens in our lives is when our children leave us because they are leaving the nest. I know some of us in our congregation, we are sending off our children everywhere. Some of them are going to stay in a different state, some of them are going to stay in a different country, some of them for study, some of them for work. So it is time for us to accept change because that is part. And parcel of growing up. Our even in our grief counseling ministry, we help people to understand that it is normal to grieve when someone dies. It is healthy, in fact, it is a God-given ability to cry, to be upset, to feel the pain and the suffering. But when it goes into depression, when it goes into denial and goes into being angry with themselves, then this is unhealthy. So this is where we begin to come alongside those who have lost their loved one and say that this is all God. No matter how they go home to the Lord, it is in God's hands. For us, we begin to realize that our identity should not be so closely to the loved one that we lose ourselves. That is dangerous. That is attachment. That is complicated grief. But we must always put as our foundation the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if everything, God, you take away my precious loved ones, you take away my money, you take away my business, my job, my home. No one can take you away from me. Can we say that in amen? Can you type that in the chat? No one can take Jesus away from me because we belong to Him and we are His. And He will carry us even in our most difficult moment in our lives. So one motto and life principle is be prepared for change. That should be our motto in life because We must always surrender to the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God, when He moves in our lives, He's going to use circumstances, people, events, death, health issues to begin to challenge what is our priority. Is God our priority in our life? No one can take God away from us. But one day, we will see our loved ones And even if we have lost something, God can restore that. Do you believe that? You say, Amen. Do you know who is the change agent that God brings into our lives? It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Word of God. And it is the love of Christ. Not our love for Christ, because our love of Christ sometimes can waver, can be good, can be low, can be high. But it is Christ's love for us. It's constant. God's love for us is constant. The Word of God says His mercies are new each morning. There's one term I want to give to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives to nag us. I know that we don't like the word, use the word nagging. You know, there is a cliche that wives always nag their husbands. But I think in my relationship, I also nag my wife. My wife to me, so we are fine. But when the Holy Spirit is working, is alive and leading us in our lives, He will nag us to say, change, let go, forgive, love. And if we are constantly being disobedient, sometimes in counselling, sometimes in pastoral care, sometimes there's just two words we can say. Stop it. Sometimes when we have counsel people, we talk to people, they are still stubborn. They say, why, why do I go through this? Sometimes the two words we can just say to them is, stop it! And sometimes the Holy Spirit will just begin to shake us and say, stop it! Stop questioning God. Stop being unkind to people. Stop your unforgiveness. Release people. Stop being on your own and complaining about not being loved by others. Put yourself in the connect group. Put yourself in the family. Come to the pastors. Come to the leaders and say, I need your prayer. I need your guidance. We need that in our lives. So when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, each one of us, we need to also stop where we are and say, is saying that, A foolish man will keep on doing the same things and expect a different result. And that is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to each one of us. If we keep on having bad relationships, if we keep on falling and making the same sin, the Lord is saying is, are you changing your attitude? Are you obeying the Word of God? Are you coming under the Spirit of God? How is your listening? after christmas last year we went for my uncle and auntie's 50th wedding and anniversary it was a very big do. and my uncle was sharing the secret of 50 years of living together uh, he said that you know why i can be in such a good relationship with my wife i have a hearing problem Of course, you and I too, we may also have a hearing problem if we keep ignoring the Holy Spirit. You and I will grieve the Holy Spirit. You and I can blaspheme the Holy Spirit if we reject His warning, His correction, His discipline in our lives. Can I ask each one of us, I do not know what the Spirit of God is speaking to you right now. Don't have a deaf ear like my uncle to his wife. Because there are things that the Spirit of God says is for our good. It is not to condemn us. It is not to judge us. But it is for us to wake up, to rise up, and to move forward. This is why the Scripture says, one thing I do, Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. The Spirit of God wants us to move one step. Even in grief counselling, the first advice we give is just take one step. Just do one thing the next day. Don't think of too many things to do. One thing God says is, listen to His voice. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. Now, I know that some of you are experiencing major change. For some of you, nothing yet, but change is coming. I can promise you, God is going to, because He loves you, because He loves me, He's going to transform us. He's going to get rid and cut off those things that displease Him. Those things that cause us to be a bad witness and a bad testimony for the Lord. No wonder, Our relatives, our colleagues don't want to become believers because they look at our lives. They look at how we talk, how we behave, how we do business, our ethics, our morality and say, what's the difference? Can we just say this prayer together for those who are online and for those who are here now? Can I just ask of you to be sincere with this prayer even as we pray together. Don't stop, Lord. Your transformation and change in my heart and my life. Even if I grumble, even if I complain and resist at times, you know what is good for me and are moulding me to be like your Son, Jesus, towards spiritual maturity, towards holiness. Change my heart, O God. Make it ever true to you. May our prayer that is prayed from our depths of our hearts, may the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit begin to come and blow into our hearts even right now. May we let go of the past and begin to step forward and move forward for the new things that God is doing. God is always doing something fresh and new Even though the word of God never changes, but in our lives, He uses circumstances, people, events, even help, even death to bring that change and transformation in our lives. Let me give you just three handles on how we can. Drive. We can prosper We can overcome In the midst of change It is taken from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17 but Paul says to the church in Ephesus Be very careful then how you live Not as unwise, but as wise Making the most of every opportunity Because the days are evil Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. There are three keys that I'm going to live with you of how we can cope, with change, with the grace, with the strength of God. The first one is to make the most of every opportunity. That means we need to just accept that this change, Lord, I don't understand, we don't have to understand everything. but it says I, I, I know you are with me. I will embrace this change that is happening in my life. I may not be happy with it, but it is from you and I will going to make a decision. I'm going to be decisive to say yes, Lord. Wherever you lead me in this change, I will trust. I will obey and I will follow. Secondly, to live wisely before God. Rather than keep on doing the same old things and getting the same old results, it is time for us to be wise. And how do we become wise? The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Run to God in the times where you don't understand why things happen. Cling on to Him. He is your shepherd. He is your refuge. He is your shelter. He is your hiding place. He is your healer. He is your provider. He is your deliverer. Rather than fearing the situation or fearing the change or fearing having to change, fear God. Honour God Please God Even in the midst of change And third but not last Seek to know And do the will of God How do we know What is the written And the revealed will of God Love Even in the midst of change Love God Love your people Forgive at all times rejoice remember when I say where does joy reside Rejoy, joy resides in the Lord himself not within us not because of our security but joy is found where Jesus is if you are missing joy if you are short of joy begin to bow down and run to Jesus The joy giver. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us joy. And knowing that we are children of God, children of the Father brings us joy. Never forget to pray because that is the will of God for us. Pray is talking to God, listening to God, obeying God. And of course, give thanks. Now all this is the will of God. This is how we cope Make the best Of every opportunity And step forward And say Lord You are with me I will accept I will embrace And I will be decisive I will not just wait And wait And wait Fear God That is how we become wise In every moment of change In our lives And lastly Let us be like our Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. Your will, Father, let your will be done. Mary, when the angel Gabriel came to her, she didn't understand the new change and transformation that God was using her to bring the Messiah into the world. She says, let it be done according to your word. Can we just sing this song before I just conclude?
1: Not looking back, I'm moving ahead, I'm here to declare to you. My past is over. In you. Things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. I'm not looking back. I'm moving ahead. Right I'm here to declare you. My past is over. And I'm moving Unmo- I'm not looking back, I'm moving ahead It's to take to you. My past is over with you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward.
0: Yes, Lord. We want to move forward and stop relying on the past, our past achievement, our past success, our past goodness. And also we want to stop dwelling on the sins and the failures of the past because it is over. It is a new day. It is a new year. And we are trusting for the fresh wind of the Spirit of God to move right now all over the hall online, wherever you are in your home in your room in your office the Spirit of God is speaking to you today if you are feeling dissatisfied if you are feeling agitated if you are feeling uncomfortable good because is the work of the holy spirit he brings that holy dissatisfaction with who we are and where we are he wants us to move forward he wants us to mature to grow up in the law he wants us to make a difference in the lives of others he wants us to be a herald and a messenger of christ Begin to surrender yourself to the law. Be very sincere. Be very honest with God. And begin to commit to the law. and say, Lord, it is You. It is, has always been You. It's not about me. It's all about You and what You are doing in my life so that other lives may be touched and impacted for you. Some of you, you have been in our online service or you have been here physically and you realize that nothing has changed in your life. You are still the same person when you said the sinner's prayer. That means it's not too late for you to invite the Lord into your life afresh so that change and real change, long-term change, lifelong change, eternal change can happen to yourself. Can I just ask you to pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I know you are speaking to me. I am convicted. Remove every blockage in my ear and my hardened heart to commit my life to you, Lord Jesus. Because I'm really come to the end of my rope. Nothing seems to be changing in my life. I still keep repeating and doing the same things and getting the same results. I need you, Lord. I surrender, I abdicate my own throne in my life and I ask you Jesus Lord Saviour King come and sit in the throne of my life and take over and brave life Zoe life and deliver me from my sinful past from my struggle from my disobedience from my stubbornness and give me peace joy life and satisfaction. Only you, Lord, satisfies me from within. I receive you as my Lord, my Savior, and I enthrone you in in my heart forever. And I'm expecting for you to do that change and transformation in my life from today onwards. Amen. If you have said that prayer here or online, can you just come to some of, any of the pastors here in the hall or in the chat there is a link for you to just type that you have said this prayer to the Lord. Can I just pray for you even right now, for all of us here right now? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and the love of Christ that will always be the change agent in my life. May I submit, may I yield, may I surrender to the the work of the Spirit, to the purifying work, refining work, convicting work and even the nagging of the Spirit to stop it let go and to let God come in and take over we pray that even in our Bible reading plan that we will keep faithful to our daily meditating feeding on the Word of God so that we can be strong in the midst of change we can embrace the change And Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, even for the love of Christ that never fails, that pursues us, even when we sin, even when we fail, even when we make mistakes, even as believers, your love never fails. And your mercies are new each morning. I pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the love of Christ will begin to strengthen each of our hearts, Lord. We bless you even right now. We give you thanks, O oh Father God. Change, Lord. Let this be my life motto, Lord. I must change, Lord. So that I will please you. So that I will honour you. So that I will glorify you. So that I will truly be a saint of God A child of God A disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ Not just today But every day of our lives Until we see you face to face Lord, we just want to surrender Each of our lives, Lord We will not be afraid of change But we will know You are there with us You are always there with us and you will carry us. You will mold our character. It is growing time, Lord. It is character-building time, Lord. It is life-changing time for me, Lord, and all that you want me to do. So I just want to bless you right now and bless every of your sons and daughters in this hall and even online. Be blessed, Lord. Shalom, Lord, for the change agent abides in you purifies you and constantly desires to make you more like Jesus stay blessed and stay safe oh, in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. Amen God bless you even as you face this new week again may the Lord keep you and watch over you have a good weekend